Hey, hey, folks, welcome back to another exciting episode. And today we're going to be interviewing a real estate investor, a rehabber, a podcaster, a guy who wears many hats in beautiful Calgary, Alberta. We've got Mr. Corey Peckford on the call. How are you doing today, Corey? Hello. Hey, doing well, dude. <laughs> doing great. Sounds like we have a lag or something like that. Okay, well, see, is it is it there now? It's all good. It's all good. Okay, perfect. Yeah, doing great. Yeah, I'm located in Calgary. I'm a realtor with Real Broker. And my focus is on uh, working with real estate investors. That's kind of my niche. And uh, yeah, enjoying, you know, it's not smoky here right now. The weather's been great. It felt like we got summer early. So um, just try, trying to make the best of it for sure. All right, Corey. So you're, you're a realtor. You're a real estate investor. You're a podcaster. I believe you've been involved in the in the construction side of things as well. What got you into real estate investing in the first place? Um, it was, you know, it was quite a few years ago, like it'll be at least 20 years ago. Me and my uh, ex, we built a brand new build uh, in Chestermere, just outside of Calgary. We had a starter home, locked in a price. It was before 2004. And um, and we at the time, we felt like, oh, well, this is a lot of money, more than what we want to spend. And then we watched the market kind of go on fire. And at that property, I, I was an electrician. So, I, you know, I kind of I had a trade. Mm -hmm. And so from that, it kind of gave me the confidence to explore other areas, other trades and stuff and, and save some money and start putting sweat equity in the properties. So I think uh, that, well, the very, that property, we, I, I ended up doing, I did the whole basement. I developed the basement, I uh, did the deck, the fence, I built the shed. It was kind of like my 101 of home renovation and, uh, you know, sweat equity. And when we sold, so, so, you, so you became a, a mini Mike Holmes, yeah, very quickly. Got yeah, it. that's right. Uh, there wasn't too much I didn't do on that property. Obviously, the upstairs was all done. But even actually, I remember when they were under construction, I walked in and the electrical—they just did a poor job of the electrical. So I'm like, I had my lights, and I, uh, you know, I changed some of the runs and made it better. And because they were just, they just had like direct runs so tight, and it, you know, just the electricians were just trying to cut, maybe just save some money. Right. So even I probably wasn't supposed to do that, but I'm like, oh, I'm a licensed electrician. I'll just make this better before they close it up. So I did that. And uh, we made really good money on that property when we sold it. Uh, we were wishing we bought two because uh, of it course. was 2020 yeah, it was, hindsight. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, at the time it feels expensive. And then we see we turned that over and put it into our next one. And um, I just continued on uh, doing renovations, putting swag equity in my properties. And so were uh, you flipping these or were you holding on to them? Um, unfortunately I, I haven't done a lot of holding on. Like, so her, 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 at that time I was in oil and gas and I, um, our, our philosophy was, was kind of like the, I don't know if it's, it's probably more scarcity where, where the whole goal is to just pay off your mortgage as fast as you can. Right. That was like right. sweat equity, pay off your mortgage and live debt free is kind of was our goal. And we did like by early thirties, we were, we were on in an estate home backing onto a ravine fully paid for with money in the bank. And I wish had I had today's mindset philosophy, I would have leveraged, right? I would have mm -hmm. been able to qualify for more mortgages, bought more properties. But I think it was like the fear mentality and our mindset. And, and basically just debt is bad to get rid of it. And uh, so. Well, I mean, you know what? The different strokes for different folks, Corey, live and learn. Sounds like that's your ex-wife. So you, you learned a lesson that, uh, you know, not everything lasts forever. And and chances are you you saw a big chunk of, the, of that hard-earned equity 
walk out the door with the oh yeah the, yeah i've been there myself by 100 percent. that's partly like I, you know i'm doing doing great i've won multiple properties they live in rentals for them and always made equity but that's partly like recovering from a divorce and, and like trying to get yourself financially kind of set again in yeah. a good place takes some time right so it's it's definitely you know and then we've got two kids we share that kind of thing too so yeah yeah. yeah, no. So, so what, what does real estate investing look like for you these days, Corey? What are you focused on yourself? And, and I know you, at what point did you get into the realtor business and why did you decide to do that? Now that's, I don't know if we, how long we want to go down that story, but <laughs> not too long. The, yeah, just I'll try to do super, super cold notes here. Yeah. Um, so I was in oil and gas for a lot of years, but did electrical trade. I did an instrumentation trade. And on the side, worked on houses. We're either helping friends wire them, uh, do some rentals, that kind of thing. And it was just kind of a, a side thing to make some extra money, save money, you know. And uh, and then I ended up downtown with with a big pipeline company in a role that just I wasn't cut out for yeah. in the end. And I had then on top of that, I had a personal life crisis. One being the divorce. Uh, I my mom passed away. My friend passed away the same week. And, uh, and, and it then, seems uh, all hit at the same time. It all came in the same time. Yeah. yeah, it all it all happened around the same time, and it just reduced my ability to cope with a job that I didn't enjoy doing. Yeah. So, um, I, during that process, I had bought my own place. So uh, once our separation agreement was finalized, I bought an old bungalow, and uh, I had a, a home inspector inspect it, and he didn't have a trade. I had two, and I had worked in houses obviously for a long time, and so when he when he kind of walk me through and explain stuff. I already had a great understanding. And I noticed he didn't have great equipment and charged me $500 and basically kicked the tires well, and left. Yeah, yeah, I didn't and, tell you and, anything you didn't already know better than he did. Yeah, and then, and then he missed stuff too, which I know I know they're only there for a limited time, but, you know, and so uh, I, I I felt like, okay, there here's an opportunity. Like I here, I you know, I know what it's like that. When I was a tradesperson, I, I had a truck that I ran with all the tools and equipment. I, I always had the right stuff. Yeah, and uh, so I felt like I didn't like my job, what I was doing, and 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 here's an opportunity. If I go take my home inspector license, start a company, and uh, and go down that road, and that's what I did. I resigned, uh, started a company. Geez, how and, long? How long did that turnaround take you? Like uh, from quitting, or what did you do? You're you're still working on the job that you hated. You're going through this yes. personal turmoil. You went, you got your your licensing for becoming a home inspector. How long did that that take you? It, it did take some, it wasn't, yeah, exactly. It wasn't right away. So it, I think it probably took about six months. I remember yeah. having to trade some shifts with my colleagues that I was working with. And I'm like, because the home inspector course landed on some shifts that I had, I was supposed to work. So I'm yeah. like, and I was, I had, uh, there was a, actually what, what's, what really made me kind of jump over the fence on it was there was a job that I was really interested in getting. I had, I had shadowed a person downtown. I was, I was a perfect fit. All my previous experience was perfect for it. In the oil and gas, you're talking. In oil and gas, yeah. And, yeah. Then, and then one of the managers showed up at where I was at my desk one day and sat down. He says, "Oh, uh, you know, basically, uh, I, he's basically saying I'm not getting the job." He said, "Like, go get your hopes up, basically, right?" And what they ended up doing was a young uh, engineer. They just basically put them in there, didn't even post the job, and I was, and I'm like. Okay, I I can't do this. I like I I need out and I need yep. a change. And so that then I'm like I just booked the course, took it, and then got with because it does take it is a bit of some hurdles in Alberta to get you have to get uh you know you have to be yep. uh one inspection you have to be mentored and you have to go through some takes a while. yeah it takes Good. a little while so, so it's, <laughs> it should it should I'm that's right it does. Yeah. exactly it took about six months of where I, I hung in there and then I finally just couldn't do it anymore and I resigned from my my company job. 
didn't really have anything booked for home inspections, but I'm like, I got it. I'm all in now. I, I can't, I can't go for, you know, I was, it's like you burn the ships, right? So yeah. I, I was all in on it and I did, I, you know, I started getting work coming in and sort of uh, feeling less stressed, you know, as I got more business coming in the door. So, uh, well, um, just, I'm sorry. I'm just sorry. I keep jumping in here, Corey. I just find your story interesting. So just out of curiosity, you quit the job. You now add this new ticket, so to speak, but zero experience. How did you land those first three, four, five customers? Um, there was, so the, actually the first two were through friend referrals. So they knew a realtor and the okay. realtor, uh, you know, they said, oh, Corey's a home inspector or Corey's a, a tradesperson. A great guy. How, how about you try him out or something like that? And then yeah. so I, I had a couple of little coffees with them. Nice. And I don't think they realized how inexperienced I was. They just like, oh, he's an electrician. He works on homes. Okay, good. Right. Because, yeah. and then they, they kind of gave me the chance, right, to, to get it Perfect. going. And uh, yeah, so it did require like some cold calling and stuff that I'm not super, like most people don't enjoy that. Like, you yeah. know, where you're, it's almost like you're door knocking, right? Where you're trying to, you know, sell your services, right? So, so anyhow, so, you, you got off to start that way. And how long did you, are you still doing the home inspection business or? or no. What? So I, I did an, I did over a thousand home inspections. I got a, it's called a master certification. Once you can apl apply and get a master certification, it's a lifelong designation as a home inspector. Yeah. And then I had one employee um, that I was, I trained, I, I, I paid for his courses and he was a great guy. He was, a, he's actually a, a, quite a craftsman, but just didn't have the, the, the grind to kind of like when I went switched over. That's right. I, I switched. I went for two years. Then during that time too, I, I basically took my real estate license. So I'm a license. I'm a home inspector, and I kept that kind of hush hush because I didn't want realtors to stop sending me business as a home inspector. Right. right? So I, there was moments I felt stressed about it because I, I, I did some personal deals. I did a couple deals for some friends part time, and I felt very stressed about trying to transition. And and like I had this my business that was making me money now, and then. And to move full time into real estate, I felt quite. Uh, there was moments I definitely felt stressed and no like, doubt, you know, yeah. like because now I'm doing another change. But the, the problem is, like, the great thing about a home inspection business is that if you do a home inspection in the morning, generally you're paid that night, right? Or if it's in the afternoon, you always get paid virtually the same day. Whereas a realtor, the negatives are mm. it's a long lead time, so I could work with a client for you know, a month, two months, uh, and then that deal may not still, close. Still no guarantees. Yeah, yeah exactly. you may not get a deal closed. And if you do, uh, maybe that's another 60 days out. And then your brokerage takes another, say, 30 days to pay you sometimes. So then, mm -hmm. you know, it's like, there's like, could be a five to six month leg, wow. right? So you need a buffer like that. And I haven't, I didn't have a partner to, to lean on financially, even when I started my home inspection company, but I knew if I hustled and got a, a job this morning, I'd get paid tonight. And, it, yeah. and I didn't have that leg time. So in the end, I felt like, because I, I did two Red Seal trades and I felt like this was my third trade uh, that I completed. But but it was different because I didn't have the the people, like when you do a, a, a regular trade uh, program, you always have a journeyman that you lean on. And, and they, right. they, right? So, so you're, like, you're doing something and you, you ask them questions and they help you know move you along, right? But um, in this case, it was a lot because I didn't start, I didn't go work for a company. I started my own. It was, there was definitely, there was times I did make mistakes and, you know, I missed something and then I, I have to pay money for something, you know, for, mm -hmm. for that error. Right. So, I, yeah. cause I'm not perfect either. Right. I'm trying my best to, to, to find everything. And, and so, so out of curiosity, why did you decide, you know, you, you got a pretty successful business going there with the home inspections. Why did you decide to get your realtor license on top of that? I, I think that was my that 
that was my plan. Like I did want to become a realtor, but I felt like because of that long leg time that there was no way for me to just leave oil and gas and become a realtor. Got and, it. You, right? you needed, you needed to put bacon on the table, so to speak. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. I had to have some money coming in and capital and, um, and pay my bills, keep the lights on kind of thing. Right. Before I could Got go it. to, to uh, become a realtor. So what year, what, what years was this that you transitioned into being a realtor? Uh, so I was part-time for two years and I went full-time the end of last year is where okay. I went full-time. Yeah. So, right, so I'm actually new as a full-time realtor. I'm a newer realtor as a full-time realtor. Now, when yeah. it comes to the actual investing side of things, what are you focusing on these days, Corey? Are you still doing the occasional flip? Are you, are you doing rentals and keeping any of these properties? What are you focused on in real so estate investing? I have more, it's it's more on the goal side for me right now, because like we had mentioned earlier, I had the divorce and the financial setback and stuff, mm-hmm. and then a career, career change, that kind of thing. But what I've done best with personally and uh, over the years is I, I've owned quite a few properties. And what I do is I move in and I do a rental and I'm like, so that bungalow, that 59 bungalow, right. I did a full, full renovation on. I was there for uh, a couple of years and then I sold it and I took the capital and moved it into another one, did, did another rental, made money. Yeah, so that, that's smart because- Number one, you're able to get the best financing on that because you're you're buying it with the least amount of down payment that you can get away with, right? Uh, because it's going to be your primary residence. Number two, it doesn't sound like you're too fussy. So if you're living in a place that's under renovation, you're the guy doing the renovations, but you got you got a shelter in in your workspace, and you can kind of go at your own pace at the same time and and uh, keep your overhead really really low. Yeah, it's just material costs, right? And, and I've made, I've definitely gotten some big paychecks, uh, you know, from from doing it that way, and then been able to move it into my next property. Yeah. Um, I wish, like looking back, I wish I would have been able to uh, keep them. But my my plan now, so right now I'm in a 73 bungalow that's pretty much renovated, but it has a separate entrance. And my plan is to put a suite in the basement, uh, yeah. and then I'll, I'll rent the top and bottom out, and then I'm going to start. Uh, you, the other part with, that was tricky with too was. Uh, as a, as a self-employed person, you pay yourself dividends and you always pay yourself yeah. the, whatever you just need to survive, basically. Yeah. You're not paying, right? So, so you reduce your taxes. So then when I go to my mortgage broker, uh, it's tough to qualify, right? Yeah. And I understand and know a lot of these creative strategies for people having people on my podcast and show. And I've done some, some wholesale deals, that kind of stuff too, but um, I'm looking for them. But I think what's on my, probably on my radar or my desire right now is to do start partnering uh, with people to do flips because I, I I work as a realtor I work with people that are active flippers and I see the transformation I know what they're doing I I have the contacts to do it and I have yeah. the expertise to to manage it so I think that's probably where I'll go uh, alongside of being a realtor is just start being more active on the flipping side not and not live in them just uh you know flip them and uh and, and just put them back on the market so private lending yeah. that kind of stuff. Oh, you're you're in a perfect perfect position to do that and perfect position to start raising some private capital to do that as well Corey, with your your experience your track record all these tickets that you got all this you know oh, hands-on you. construction you. experience that you've got no you're in a beautiful position for that it's a matter of you know, just kind of positioning yourself properly. Now you got the podcast going. That's really smart. Tell me a little bit about that. What was your, what was your thought process behind starting and running your podcast? Uh, we talked a little bit off air that you've been going for about a year now. Is that correct? Yeah, I was started recording probably close to a year ago, but then okay. didn't actually start releasing. I wanted to have, well, there was, I was, yeah, my, my brother is an active podcaster. He's had one for over a decade. 
Nice. And so I kind of leaned on him and he said, make sure you have kind of a, you know, a decent number kind of sitting there, pre-recorded yeah. before you start releasing. So that's what I did. Yeah. So we really started releasing in September. And uh, I think with, with the real estate investing, it's something that I, you know, I've read some stuff on. I, you know, saw other people doing, I saw the, my own personal experience where that, Hey, I just got a $200,000 check mm -hmm. that, you know, from selling a house that I can move into something else. So it was, it was the biggest checks I've ever seen that, I didn't have to pay taxes on right and i'm like <laughs> and it's like yeah so then you, and then and then being now in the single world i i don't like so my my not 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 i'm not trying to knock my ex but she certainly is very risk averse so even if we had a half a million in the bank account she probably wouldn't have been said oh yeah let's go buy three houses like she's mm -hmm. very risk averse right so now that i'm kind of like you know you're a free on, agent i'm a free agent yeah i can take the risk and i I, I definitely, my personality, I make decisions, I can make decisions quickly and, uh, and I can be very, you know, decisive. Sometimes I win, sometimes I don't, but, uh, you know, but that's just the way it goes. I accept that about myself, but I will make a decision. And I, and based on the best information in front of me, I'm not going to uh, sit there and, you know, uh, and just basically be on the fence. So, so what was the purpose of doing the, the podcast in the first place, Corey? You, you were a realtor wanted... by that time. What, what's kind of your thought process for having a podcast. I think I wanted to add, give value to, to people. I knew, I knew that Calgary didn't have a real estate investing focused podcast. Right. And I, from my home inspection days, I had seen, I had worked with some flippers and stuff and saw what they were doing and stuff. And I knew I liked investors and I knew I liked, and I felt like I had the, uh, I, you know, I don't have all the investing experience, but I had the right experience that made me a bit unique in industry to mm -hmm. connect with, with, with investors. Um, so for me, I, I guess the analogy I like to use for, for people is it's kind of like if you were, if you were looking to buy a house and you're, you have a, or sorry, actually a car. So let's say you were going to buy a used car and you got a good friend who's an automotive mechanic, right? And he's going to go along with you. Uh, so, you know, you're going to go look at some used cars and your friend, the automotive mechanics coming with you to go look at these properties. You're going to feel a lot more confident and comfortable looking at them, right? Because it's like, he knows, oh, that, you know, the ball joints are getting worn, all this stuff that you yeah. have no idea what they even do. Right. And that's how I feel as a realtor. That's me with investors. I can, I have the eye for the, for the issues. I know where the money is. I've done the renos. I've done all that stuff. So I feel like that would be the good analogy. It's like, it's like I'm the, the uh, automotive mechanic. Yeah. So basically the podcast has been a really good vehicle for you to connect with your ideal perspective realtor customers, which are Calgary-focused real estate investors, interview them, get to know them, start that relationship. And then sometimes that can turn into business for your realtor business. That's right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I knew smart. that's where I wanted to be. I, I didn't want to, I saw what new home buyers were like. And it's kind of like the analogy I use for that one is if it's like your first baby, right? Yeah. Most most parents are very nervous, which is normal, very nervous. And, and, they, and they feel like the baby's very fragile. But, but if they have like, three, four kids. The fourth one is almost like, Hey, you're on your own. You, you know, <laughs> yeah. you got to figure this out because I don't have time to, you know, yeah. do all these other things. Right. So, uh, and that's how I, I saw investors that, you know, I do when I was doing home inspections, you know, I tell them all the issues and they're like, Oh, I'm taking that wall down anyway. I know mm -hmm. I'm, this is going to, you know, get changed. And Very little no, emotion involved there. It's oh, just, it's a business transaction. Exactly. And a lot of them know their stuff. They know that they, they already, they're not the nervous, uh, new buyer that, is scared of a squeaking floor kind of thing, right? So yeah. that's my my type of people that are like that can make decisions. I think that's and, really smart, man. Congratulations for for dialing that in, creating a, a unique kind of 
niche for yourself. So, so tell us a little bit about the, uh, the podcast, because I'm sure there are a lot of people listening to this that um, are interested in the Calgary market. I mean, at the moment that we're recording this, Alberta is a, a hot market for real estate investors from across the country because of price point, because of landlord tenancy rules being a lot more in the favor of the landlord than they are in many other provinces. I'm in BC, so I can speak from experience. People in Ontario, it's even worse. So tell us a little bit about your your, your Calgary Focus podcast. So I, yeah, I try to have people on that do different real estate investing strategies. So I, I've also interviewed uh, so someone in like in Red Deer, Edmonton, uh, yeah. Medicine Hat, Lethbridge. So tried to pick up on you know uh, other investors that are in, in other little uh, other markets in, in Alberta and get some insight uh, and see what some of the differences are, right? Because every even in Alberta, each municipality has a different take on how to legalize a suite, what what's required. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was the the information, and then what's what's going to be a good cash flowing property, uh, so that kind of stuff. What's your benchmark pricing, and and what's the what are investors doing in those markets? So I try to try to get as much knowledge out there as I can and, and, and interview different people and then, and then different strategies. Some of them, like I had a, a guy on that was on mortgage notes that I interviewed and he's from Calgary and it was an area I had no, I didn't even realize existed until he reached yeah. out and I interviewed, I had to prep for the interview and I'm like, wow, I didn't even actually know this people made money this way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it's, it's yeah. beautiful. You learn so much when you're podcasting. So people want to connect with you, find out more about what you're up to Corey. What should they do? Um, so I'm on Instagram. Unfortunately, you know, there's times it's like I go through, uh, you know, times where I, I, I will post a bit more frequently. Other times I'm, I'm just, maybe I'm too busy and I, I'm not posting, but so I have a website. It's just CoreyPeckford.com. Uh, so www.CoreyPeckford.com. Uh, they can reach at myself, 587-893-2272. And I'm also on Instagram. Uh, yeah, so it's, but yeah, just a quick Google search and you're certainly going to find me, uh, just all my information. Very good. And if people want to listen to your podcast, where should they go? Uh, for that, it's just any platform. It's just uh, Calgary Real Estate Investing Podcast. So yeah, you can find it. If you just search it on Google, it'll show you the different uh, you know streaming. The name kind of says it all. <laughs> awesome, my friend. Well, it's been great interviewing you on my podcast. And uh, I think you're you're up for, you're a busy guy. I mean, all, all these different things that you've done, that that is outstanding. And I think you're really, really well poised to start doing more flips as well and seeing some of those big uh, paychecks. Hey, thank you. Thank you so much for having me on your show. I really appreciate it. All right, everybody, take care. And we'll talk to you on the next episode.